Welcome to I Testify Conversation Station. Today's topic is hopeless romantics. It's your girl Mel Mel with your girl Naywell and Chantal, and it's a all girls cast. While pure love will take God into all its plans and will be in perfect harmony with the spirit of God, passion will be headstrong, rash, unreasonable, defiant of all restraint, and will make the object of its choice an idol. By Ellen G. White. Now, for our discussion today, it'll be broken into three parts. Number one, an example of a hopeless, lovesick romantic in the Bible. Number two, the caution. And lastly, the promise. See, with every promise is a condition. And if you meet the condition, then God is morally obligated to come through on his part. What is a hopeless romantic? Well, um, a hopeless romantic, I think, is, you know, that idea of what love should be. Um, I don't know, magical you're with your partner 24-7, they cater to you, they love you. I guess just having that person to be right there with you. And I think a lot of people just have that idea of what love should look like through like social media and stuff, what relationship right. goals are that. They look at their life as almost incomplete without that, right? Where we know that we look in the Bible, we look at just general advice, and we know that there's more to life than just finding that romantic partner, right. other relationships that you should be focusing on, the relationship with God and things like that, where they would be so dire for that that they would almost forget the other things. Mm. And I think that's the issue. It's that it's not the seeking for the love, but it's the excess. It's the... Th that's it. That's, that's yes. exactly what I was looking for. So being hopeless is to be in despair. Yes. The reason sure. is thrown out. Mm -hmm. Judgment is... Gone right out mm -hmm. the window. Yeah. And now you're driven by passion. Mm -hmm. And that's what our quote today is highlighting, that it's not the need for love. Because everyone, you know, God put that thing in every human being to want love, mm -hmm. to want to be romantic. That's, no, that's natural. Mm -hmm. That's something that's in us. Yes. But it's another thing when it's driven by passion and reason. Like I said, reason is checked out the door. And you're just making irrational decisions and you fall into things that are not necessarily in alignment with what God wants. Yes. And I think right. there's also another L word, lust, also plays into mm. that as yeah. well. Um, sometimes you just lusting after someone, not right. having that expectation, but just wanting that relationship, just right. having someone with you. And that could be detrimental as well. And I think it's that desperation that leads to that. Right. Because you get to a point where it's you are so desperate to fulfill that void that you feel is there that you will fill it with things that aren't mm -hmm. that aren't actually fulfilling. Mm -hmm. So that brings <laughs> us to the first part of our discussion, which is looking at examples of lovesick, hopeless, desperate romantics in the Bible. And so we'll start with Miss Chantel. Now tell us about your example that you chose. Well, um, I think hopefully everyone knows the story of Samson and Delilah. So we'll look at Judges and it kind of shows that Samson went to a town and he saw this beautiful lady Delilah and mm. he went back and told his parents I want her. Yes. But <laughs> but his parents gave him some wise advice and said 
shouldn't you look for a woman within our own culture? Mm. Wise advice. But, but Sir Samson did not listen. Okay, so he went and took her as his wife. Right. And but the people around him, around her, wanted to know why was he so strong? Like what? Like why can't we defeat <laughs> Where's him? Where's this power coming from? <laughs> and so they paid lovely Delilah. Remember, he's his, she's his wife now, and so she would do some nice things for him, and she would ask him, "Tell me what your strength is." He would give her a riddle. And say, if you tie me up in some ropes, then they can't defeat me. Didn't work. Tried and tried again. And then the last time he finally told her after his parents told him not to tell anyone. So she cut his hair while he was sleeping. And then the Philistine army came in and they got him. And he got defeated in the end. So he didn't listen to his parents. All right. And Miss Shanae, tell us about your choice of the example. So when I thought of a hopeless romantic, I automatically thought of Jacob, which you can find the story of Jacob in Genesis 29. And it's when he actually went to a far land and he met a woman. And um, clearly they hit it off right away. She ran home and told her father about this man that she had met. And so he also followed along and went to this house. And the father actually said to him, because he was looking for work, he was in a far from home, so he was looking for work. And her father said that she, he wasn't going to accept him working, Jacob working there for nothing. What does he want? And out of anything that he could have chose, he actually said that I will work for you for seven years if I could have your daughter right? And it was unfortunate for him that he had worked for seven years and he wanted the daughter. So he wanted Rachel, but he actually got another daughter, Leah. So he decided that he was so set on this woman that he had met and that he was so head over heels in love with her and something about her that he decided to work another seven years, not for pay, not for anything else, but for the wife that he had set out for. And so he did. And in the end, he did end up with both the wives, but that was so dire for him. And it was that, what, love at first sight, that 14 years of work for love at first sight. <laughs> he put in time. He put in serious <laughs> time. time. That's serious. So that's definitely who I thought of when I thought of hopeless romantic. And when I thought of hopeless romantic, I thought of King Solomon. He had 1,000 wives. Hmm. And he thought, uh, well, we can find the story in First Kings, but he thought that he could somehow by his influence and example uh turn his wives into pretty much to, to be true worshipers of god because mm -hmm. they were from idolatrous nations and deception the biggest deception is to think that you can transform someone and in fact it ended up changing him mm. and so he pretty much lost his way lost his kingdom everything he lost everything that he ever built um all because of the dire, like you're saying, the dire need of just falling in love and wanting love. So much love for him, at least. So what are the similarities between these three stories? What can we see? What is that underlying issue that we see that's leading these so-called men to make these rash decisions, overthrow kingdoms, walk out of God's will, and literally be punished for 
what are some of the similarities that you see or what are some of the lessons that you, we can learn from it if we just dissect them? So let's start with Chantel's story. Well, in terms of Samson, um, he didn't listen to the advice from his parents and from mm. God. And that led him into a relationship that he was advised not to go into. And that led to his downfall, unfortunately. So, so the importance of parents mm-hmm. and really people around you mm-hmm. in general. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, he, I think what really stands out with Samson to me is he had never had the issue before of not telling people, right? He had always known. Right. But for some reason in his mind, this is my wife, this is, and it's like almost like he was compromising things, standards that he had already been set for his own mm-hmm. life that his parents had set in him. But I'm in love now. So those compromised fundamental things that he knew that were passed on to him and it was a spiritual thing for him as well Mm -hmm. right and yet still he was he was setting it aside for this woman that he had found that he had fallen in love with and so that ended up being his demise so Mm -hmm. and it's funny because it's um samson fell in love with delilah because of an encounter of her helping him Mm -hmm. and it just kind of for me it teaches or it shows how hopeless romantics have an issue of attention Yep. Any attention that they get, they respond to it mm-hmm. without thinking. It's just like, here's the attention. Someone's giving me some t- type of attention. It may not even be my type, and I know it's not right, but mm-hmm. I'm going to go anyway. Yeah. yeah. You know? And that's that's scary. Yes. That's mm-hmm. scary. Like, we get quick to react, impulsive. You just make impulsive mm-hmm. decisions without thinking because you're like, I love this. Somebody mm-hmm. loves me. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And that's what we think. But, you know, that person could just be used to having those type of conversations regularly. And then when your parents step in the picture, like you're saying, people around you who love you, who know you, and know what it is that you want or expect out of, you know, out of a man or whatever, or, or out of life. And then when they're able to judge and see that, okay, maybe this person is not okay, and they give you advice, you're not even willing to hear it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's unfortunate. You're not yeah. even willing to hear it. The people are cautioning you. They're warning you, like, don't do this because this and this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And you're like, no, because they love me mm-hmm. or they show me so much mm-hmm. love. No, that's unfortunate. Yeah. We see it play out all the time, yeah. especially in women. Any attention you get, it doesn't matter attention. who it is. Attention <laughs> will kill you. Mm-hmm. But I think it's also important to look at his parents. Sometimes I think we as people think our parents don't know what's best for us. Yeah. Mm. So we try to do our own thing, try to figure it out. Even though parents might have not liked what you've done, they still were there to support him, but it's unfortunate when we can't, you know, listen to the advice of our parents because they are wiser. Sometimes their approach might not be the best, yes. but they have great intentions for the most part. Now, when do you think is an appropriate time to let your parents know about an individual? From the jump or when you know that this is it? I think it's important, the type of relationship you have your parents because that kind of determines what you feel comfortable sharing with them. Because if I don't get along with my parents, then I'm not going to say anything until maybe it's a year in when I know it's like serious and we're about to get married and this is for a short thing. But for me, I'm pretty comfortable with my mom. So I kind of let her know I'm interested in someone. She'll want to look at pictures and (laughs) want to approve. But um, I have that open dialogue with her. Obviously, she'll give me advice and it's, 
up to me to either listen or not. Now, Sinead, where do we draw the line in terms of taking our parents' advice? I think it's important for you to expose whomever you're interested in from the job, like from the beginning, to your surroundings in general, even if it's not your parents, if you're not necessarily close to your parents, but definitely to individuals around you, because it's important for to also be able for you to see them in those settings, right? For them to be able to see that individual, right. especially for them as individuals who know you, but for that for you to see them, how do they relate Interact. to those people? Because yeah. it's you may know somebody one on one and you get along fine, mm -hmm. but then you go in public, you go with them in certain settings, and you're mm -hmm. like, oh no, I don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> Different person. This person has no manners. This person, and you, you don't know those things. So sometimes mm -hmm. we are very set on this is my life, this is my private life, and I want to. You know, mm -hmm. it's me and I'm keeping it. But you don't actually get to know that person. And you don't want to wait until a year down when you're now engaged or whatever it is. And now you're like, oh, oh, no. Right. Exactly. So I think that's, first of all, important. But then even with the advice of these individuals around you. Right. I do think that we have to be mindful. Fair enough. Our parents, they are they're wise. They come with wisdom. Experience is wisdom. And we need to take that into account. Mm -hmm. Mm, but, but generations are different. Mm -hmm. Life is different. And there is aspects of you that they don't know. Mm. Right? So there might be things that they're thinking, you definitely want this and that exactly. in a man. And you're thinking, no, no, I've never even thought of that. Because they have an idea of what the perfect man is for you. Yep. And that's mm -hmm. not my man. You know <laughs> what? Your man. My grandmother yes. told me she wants to see me with a pastor. And that, yeah, and that's. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And that's that's real though, because like you probably want a scientist. They want you to be a pastor, and you're thinking, and you're like, no, 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 no. I, that's on my do not list. I think it's important to take advice that has to do with principle and not yes. opinion. Yes. If it's principle, we can talk. Yeah, because there are so many things that you know, violation of principle comes with curses, yes. and that's real. When it comes with opinion. Nah. Like how he looks. I'm, I'm gonna or, do what I want yeah. to do, yes. mm -hmm. but I'll take into account whatever you're saying, like you're saying. But I can't take all the advice mm -hmm. and have people running my life. There's a reason yes. why I'm I'm owning this. There's a reason mm -hmm. why it's my life, you know. Yes. And so. they just have to have some faith in us that for, we are like we kind of know what we're looking but for. But they grew you, yeah. right? Like our parents should have that faith that even when we are not in agreement, they understand that I have taught you to be independent, because mm -hmm. that should mm -hmm. be the aim, right? It's not for you to be a clone of me, but to be your own person. Obviously with those principles that mm -hmm. I've set out, and they should trust that, but it's also for us to understand that they do trust that. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we don't allow our parents to see us as adults because we're not being adults in our own lives. Mm -hmm. Preach the word, mm -hmm. preach the word. <laughs> if yeah. we continue to be children, they will be like, I have to baby you because you are acting as a child. Exactly, mm -hmm. I was gonna say, yeah. So it's for us to definitely, not assert yourself and not think of counsel, but to use our reasonable thought to see this mm -hmm. is counsel, this is, these are principles. Because even with um, Samson, it wasn't a, oh, the cultural, it was because they knew of the risks, mm -hmm. because of his strength, exactly. and they knew of his enemies, why they were saying that. Mm -hmm. So use that, understand where they're coming from. Mm -hmm. Don't forget now because you're feeling judged, oh, he doesn't like my, they don't like my man. So mm -hmm. even when they're telling you things that exactly. make sense, you're throwing it away, no. Right. Take a step back and think about where they're coming from. Exactly. And I think it'll be easier for you to really rationalize mm -hmm. what to mm -hmm. take and what not to take, where to draw the line. Exactly. Sure. And that's the problem with hopeless romantics. Like I said, reason and judgment are thrown right out the door. Mm -hmm. So they never want to hear any of that. And they're just going to make their decisions 
No matter what cautions, warnings come their way, mm-hmm. and it's like they know. It's not like they don't know. Yes. These are people who know what mm-hmm. it is that is expected from them, what is right. But like we said, it's the problem of lust and passion, mm-hmm. you know. And so, how do you then differentiate true love from infatuation? Mm-hmm. Infatuation. Yeah, let us pause on this Infatuation. Infatuation. So, I associate infatuation with like lusting for an individual mm-hmm. rather than loving someone, right? Right. So love, you could get in a debate all day what love is. Right. God is love. But we know what love is not. Right. And I think that's where we need to remember that. Like if it is hurting you, if it's, and it's not about saying that there's not going to be any issues. That's not it. Because some people say, oh, it doesn't hurt me. And so if we have a little argument, this could not be love. No, that's not what it is. But it's that you should not have to, principles are there to guide you. And if you, f- if you find those principles, those fundamental principles of your spirituality, of your yeah. life, of your family are now being thrown out the window without caution, I would caution you to take a step back. But do you know how easy, it's so easy to say, like, I know what love is not, mm-hmm. I know what love mm-hmm. is. But in reality, there are many women and many men who have fallen in love and everything is good. You're being treated lovely. Mm-hmm. Everything is mm-hmm. nice. There is peace. Like you said, you have your little, you know, mishaps but you're able to resolve conflict and mm-hmm. communicate as adults mm-hmm. yeah. but it's the principle the violation of principle and it usually happens like this you start to see yourself repelling god mm-hmm. and you're taken away and you don't realize it's an issue but you know mm-hmm. but you don't realize it's a big issue because you still have hope that this situation can possibly change mm-hmm. and now you don't have an interest in anything religious. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why it's important for you and your partner to be on the same page around what you believe in and what your principles are. Those are like fundamental to your relationship and guide it. But you're talking about people who have a reason, people who know what love is and who mm-hmm. are connected to God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's very easy to wake up one day and not be connected. Yep. Mm-hmm. And want love so bad because your security comes in relationships. Your security mm-hmm. is not in God. And mm-hmm. I think that's the underlying issue is this: your security and happiness is in people and relationships mm-hmm. and yeah. not God. And when that's the case, reason is out in mm-hmm. any, any aspect of your life, whether it's relationships, career, whatever it is, you're all about passion. You're all about feeling. Mm-hmm. And one day you're happy, one day you're sad, and that's how your, your decisions fluctuate. You're all over the place. The underlying issues is your lack of, uh, of stability and your foundation in God and mm-hmm. the Word. Yeah, and God is love, and once you know God, that's when you know how to love. So that's the basis. And I think that is key, as you've said, that up and down, and that's, and it's intense to think about that because really, whenever we put our desires and our value in anything earth level, like earthbound, whether it be people, career, possessions, that's wavering. These are things mm. that go up and down and all the time. And it can be taken away. Yeah. And yeah. even your own emotions, they're so up and down mm. all the time. Yeah. You, you, and it's, yeah. and it's almost, you have to almost take a step back from even yourself and really think mm-hmm. like, I my I can't even put my faith in myself, and that's why people even preach that like believe in your me, believe in myself. Mm. I'm fickle, and right? That's why they say love is not a feeling; it's no. an action. Yes, because feelings change, oh, and that's just an action, mm-hmm. an action that's grounded in principle. Love yes. is a principle, mm-hmm. not even the action, but principle yields 
whether love love is blind or if love is off a of feeling or principle, mm-hmm. it's going to yield an action. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's not the action part that's important. Yeah. Because people who feel definitely you see the They're action. Mm-hmm. It's the it's principle emotion mm-hmm. that's important. Mm-hmm. And um, it's crazy because we're talking about like the fluctuating people who are hopeless romantics generally are all over the place in terms of taste. One day they could be with a scientist. The next mm-hmm. day it's a doctor. The next day it's an astronaut. <laughs> the next month it's a dog walker. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're all over the place. They don't know. They think they know what they want mm-hmm. or they know what they want. But their mind is telling them that they can get everything and anything. Mm-hmm. But I think it's because they are, again, it's the desperation. Mm. And it's the, you see crumbs leading to what you actually want. And they're just following it. Mm -hmm. Because this is a direction that is taking them as close as they feel they're going to get right now, right? And it's that, when there's a void, Mm -hmm. filling that void is so, you don't even realize it. You're there and you're there, right? Mm. And And that's literally why we're supposed to be feeding on the word, to not allow for that void that we will now fill with random things. And for some people, it's not relationships. No. Some people, it's other things. And that's yeah. just how it is, right? But it's that it's because there's that void and now you're trying so that you'll fill it with anything. Anything. Mm-hmm. Dog walker today and doctor tomorrow. <laughs> and that just shows that you don't know what you want for yourself. Because if you're just looking for from person to person... What are you, what are you looking for in that relationship? What is what is the basis of that relationship? Do you just want a man in your arm, or is there a reason why you're yeah. with that person? And there's some underlying issues if you're not able to recognize what that's yeah. about. Like, yeah, there's a lot going on for that person, and it shows how unstable you are in the mind. Mm-hmm. They're generally people who are usually very intelligent, but they're very unstable. Yeah, their dating history is terrible. <laughs> you know, and that's that's really it's really dangerous. But so that brings us to our second part of our conversation now. Now we're gonna be looking at our cautions. So our first caution comes from Proverbs four, verse twenty-three, and it reads, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Now let's break down that verse. Mm-mm-mm. Keep mm. Thy heart with all what? Diligence. diligence. What is diligence? Hmm. Well, diligence is staying attuned to God and focusing on what the goal is and yeah. Consistency. Yeah. Mm. Consistency, not rigid, but it's that same like there's a there's a scale. There's something that is um, keeping the principle, there's standards. There's right. consistent standards. There you go. There's, it's like a hedge of protection. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's how I picture it in pra- practical sense. Like mm-hmm. protection, security guards blocking it. So keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Wow. It's that part. Mm. Your mind, because when the Bible talks about the heart, it's talking about the mind. Because yeah. the only thing your heart does is pump blood. Mm-hmm. It's talking about the mind, because that's where everything, all your decision making, how you feel comes from the mind. Mm-hmm. So if it's saying to keep your, your heart with all, or your mind with all diligence, because out of it comes the issues of life, it means the or, origin 
of issues or problems begin in the mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the damage begins here. Mm-hmm. And that comes from what you feed your mind with. Mm-hmm. And so this verse is reminding us to guard the avenues of your soul. You have five senses. Mm-hmm. What are they like? Hearing, smell, touch, touch seeing. seeing. I don't yeah. even know. But all those, <laughs> all those senses are the entry points of your mind. Mm-hmm. Yes. And if you don't guard that, you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people start to create problems that don't even exist. Mm-hmm, like sure. I said, it's the inst- instability of the mind comes from someone who doesn't know where they're going, doesn't have a focus, doesn't have a goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so anything can come in, anything can go out. Mm-hmm. And I think it is important. Um, obviously, it's recognizing that, especially as adults, we are in charge of our own lives, right? Mm. Obviously, God, we put our, even that decision that he's given us choice to be able to put our life in his hands, right? Ultimately, it is still our choices. And it's also recognizing, however, that there are things that are in our our external that do affect our minds. Specifically, we're talking about relationships. Acknowledging the fact that maybe you aren't from a stable home. Mm. with two parents that have set up that standard of what love is and what love isn't maybe you are a female that is not does not have a father in her life Mm. and it's i feel that we do ourselves injustice when we don't recognize those things because they affect us Mm -hmm. right and it's recognizing how those things contribute to how you perceive life how you perceive love and how you receive and give love Mm -hmm. preach and so for me it's important first of all to it is our responsibility at the end of your adults and the things that have come, you still choose what is to come, right? Yeah. However, do not ignore accept those things. Accept mm-hmm. it. Because mm-hmm. that's the only way you're going to not allow it to hold you back. Yeah, for sure. So Yeah, you're saying a good point there because, you know, I come from a divorced family and both my parents have remarried. And my dad always says to me, don't become a statistic. Yeah. And he reminds me that he reminds me of that like literally probably once a month. Don't wow. become a statistic. Mm-hmm. And at first I was like, what is this man talking about? <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like, what, what are you talking about? And he's like, listen, you're more likely to block your emotions and walk away from situations because you've seen your, us do that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. And that's not ideal and that's not what God wants. But it happened. The reality is it's happening. Yep, for sure. But you're not going to be okay like another female who probably wants love so hard because she needs that void filled. Mm-hmm. She might not have a father or whatever it is, she'll be okay with taking anything mm-hmm. because she wants it so yeah. bad. Mm-hmm. But you you look at it differently. You're like, I'm not going to put up with this because my mm-hmm. mom didn't. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you are more likely to become a statistic. So it just reminds me, and I'm in relationships and I always have like trouble with communication. I see, I'm like, no, I literally don't care. Any problem, I'm like, no problem. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. I find something better. And yeah. it's actually something I have to accept you know, as years have gone by now, I'm like, no, I need to accept my condition. Like, wow. I literally think like that. Mm-hmm. I, no problem, going home. But you know? at least you recognize it yes. so you can change it. And that's, and that's it. And mm-hmm. sometimes we think that acknowledging that, that means that it's limiting you. No. It's not. And I think, mm-hmm. I commend parents and individuals that are going to sit there children down and say, listen, you know, this has been my life. My life does influence you. It and don't allow it to, don't allow it to influence you in the negative. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. A lot of these things, these things that are 
set up to hold us back could be our strengths. Mm -hmm. You may, there are other people that have those issues that aren't necessarily for the yeah. same reasons, but because you have it in your mind, you've seen that, you would be a person be like, you know what, I do need to communicate better yeah. and be willing to. And you might actually be the individual that's more, that are, is actually better at that now due to that realization that you are mm -hmm. more susceptible to those conditions. Yeah. And it's just recognizing that and finding ways to combat that and move forward. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just important to do it because mm -hmm. nothing is more dangerous than those any, that you are not even aware of. The parts of you that you're not even aware of, you're not even acknowledging them, that's when it gets you. And mm -hmm. then you bring it into a relationship and then that causes issues as well. Yep. Now back to guarding your, your senses. Uh, do you think what we see or allow ourselves to see in terms of the internet, social media have an effect on what we think romance should look like or oh, relationships? Because sure. I feel like a lot of hopeless romantics are pretty much constructed and developed out of social media. Because we have this idea of like, okay, Instagram looks like this, these Instagram couples look like this, and this is what I want. And you're so like quick to just make a decision because you need Instagram pictures. Yeah, relationship yeah. goals. Relationship pictures. goals. <laughs> pictures. Get a YouTube For channel. The pictures. <laughs> and, no, and that's yeah. real. Like it sounds crazy when you think about yes. it. But you find yourself in like, hey, this guy's cute enough to look like an Instagram post. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's real. And that's real. <laughs> really, like he really could be a nice guy and you're like, you ain't tall. <laughs> Your smile isn't cutting it. I only show half of you. Yes. And you become, a, Ridiculous. you become a hopeless romantic. Yes. You're literally looking. Hopeless romantics are not looking for what is right. Not They're the looking right for things. anything. Mm -hmm. Anything that will just take them away. And that, mm -hmm. that's crazy. And it really goes back to what Chantal had kind of given her example. It's that your ideas of what love is and these ideologies, maybe it's through social media and through those mm. things, but the people that are posting on social media, you're not in their homes. Mm -hmm. No. You don't you're know not what in happens their lives. Behind. You're not waking up with them. No. They have their weaves <laughs> on and their wigs on, yeah. but those are coming off. Yeah. Especially like this Don't Rush challenge we're seeing the before and after. <laughs> so, Ridiculous. You know, <laughs> happening, how they look before. Ridiculous. <laughs> but no, that's, that's actually reality. Like, we have to be careful what we allow our minds to even take in. Yes. Because that's, that's where everything, like, you know, the issues of life spring mm -hmm. right here. Everything, good or bad, stems from what you allow in your mind. Mm -hmm. And so your idea of what a relationship is like is what you feed your mind with. If it's like you're saying, if it's just, you know, your background, your family life, mm -hmm. then that's what you're going to exhibit yeah. and that's mm -hmm. what you're going to become. Yeah. You and know? even movies, when we used exactly. to watch those um, Disney movies... Oh, yes. the prince is gonna come and save me. That's what you think love yes, is. Yes, Cinderella. Exactly. exactly. Save my, get my shoes, but it don't, it don't work like that. And I, I do think obviously there is. It's a combination of things, and I don't think it's wrong to have that. Like, I want romance, right? No, no. one is. No one's taking mm -hmm. out romance no. No. and those things mm -hmm. and wanting an individual to be a gentleman or a lady. No. Mm -hmm. However, it is. What, come, bringing down to reality like what is real life what yeah. are actually the real things it's not how tall he is hallelujah, hallelujah somebody, somebody. <laughs> <laughs> how he looks in a suit yeah. yes. but it's really like that person that tall guy that is doing all sorts of things yeah but who is a person really to you and what is the relationship and what is the relation and the interaction like and it's sometimes and i think 
obviously as we get older, we do kind of become more realistic with our view. Mm-hmm. I would have hoped. You know, at least this is what I've seen from the individuals around me. They do, there comes where you realize, oh, so. But how many hits are you going to take until you realize hmm, this is what few. I should be doing? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. Like, sometimes we take, we want God to put us in a position, and he doesn't like doing that, where he has to, like, put you in, like, lock you in a corner, make all these bad, bad things happen to you until you give mm-hmm. in. But, like, we can't live life like that. Like, it's better no. to submit now mm-hmm. than later because you still are going to have to suffer with the scars. Yeah, you get hit, you're mm-hmm. going to have to And heal. then you bring those into your relationships. And that's the reality yeah. of it. It's mm-hmm. like, how many hits are you going to take? Well, yeah. I, for me, I learn from my friends. I watch what they put up with and I say, I'm not putting up with that. So that kind of allows me to think about what is important for me in my relationship. Right. And so it's like... Um, Hopeless romantics allow passion to rule them. Yes. And so they judge everything out of a mindset of like false ideologies. And true love is based on assessment of character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A hopeless romantic can deny somebody for being short. True. <laughs> true. <laughs> Amen. Speak on it. When they are short themselves. When they <laughs> preach somebody. But, but when you're grounded in principle. <laughs> yep. And they have a good character. Amen. And a foundation in the Lord. Hallelujah. The shortness goes right out Woo! the door. Hallelujah. <laughs> and that's growth. Yes. And it's funny because I was, you know, at church, you like talk to old ladies and they're like, listen, we all wanted six packs growing up. But look what I got. <laughs> it's like this little man. <laughs> and they're like, that's real though. That's actually love. Yes. Like, yeah. If I can tell you one thing, don't fall for the six packs, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. That's growth. Yes. And it's hard. It's hard to accept, you know? And I, the greatest battles against self because I constantly have to pray like God. This is how I'm feeling. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I have to accept my feelings. Mm-hmm. This is what I know is right. So help me. Give me the strength to go with what is right. Yes. And that's sure. hard. Mm-hmm. And that's why the foundation of the word comes into play here because it's not in your own strength that you do anything. Don't ever think you can resist the devil or resist yourself. The foundation of hell, the reason why Satan was cast out was because of self. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's sin. Self. Putting self. And you have to pray, God, suppress self and may principle, mm-hmm. you know, rule. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's hard because mm-hmm. yes. even hopeless romantics they have moments when they're like okay i know it's right i'm gonna try it and then they find themselves back at square one mm-hmm. yep. because you're not willing to submit to god so you must submit to god mm-hmm. before you find a man yeah you must submit to god before you look at the woman mm-hmm. you know and i think and that's the thing right when we think about our feelings because we'll we'll excuse them we'll say well this is just what i like it's just whatever it's no He's but when type. you are actually yeah. grounded in the principles and when you're actually looking for the right things and god gives you his eyes instead of these human mm. eyes that we have mm-hmm. yes you, you don't even see the height <laughs> you, you it's important see, though it, no no you, <laughs> and you're right you're actually right you don't you yeah. don't even you start to all, look at the lens yeah. of spiritual you do you not see the height a hundred percent these no. things and people will be like oh but i thought you and you're like i didn't even think about those things and, 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 because you know there's like a fun to like the the real things will really show and the that's a hundred percent and that's what it is but but we, it takes but it takes god to work yes, on you only sure. him only him. Mm-hmm. Like I'm saying, you got to accept. It's like emotions. You got to accept the emotions. You can't mask it. So mm-hmm. I can't be fake and think like, 
I'm just gonna throw out what I've always wanted mm-hmm. because that's not that's not realistic. No, you literally have to <laughs> plead with God to say, "Help me! I do what I don't want to do, but I know what I want to do, yes. but I can't do it." You yeah. know, so Satan cannot enter your mind without consent. Mm-hmm. Wow. And we like we like to blame stuff on Satan. There's one preacher who said, "If Satan were to die today, people would still sin tomorrow." Mm. Mm, and I said, power. I said, you right. <laughs> that's a word. You are right. Because I would still do it. Mm-hmm. So it's like we love to blame Satan for everything. And it's like he needs, just like how God needs consent, mm-hmm. Satan needs consent. Yes. Mm-hmm. So when you allow your mind, when you allow yourself to be educated by anything outside the word, mm-hmm. every decision you make is going to lead to just unhappiness. Mm -hmm. Because you said, peace, I have. Peace, I am. Mm -hmm. I am love. So if you don't know me, you don't know what love is. Mm -hmm. If you don't know me, you'll never have peace. Mm -hmm. And we love to, we want to look for peace and love everywhere else, knowing that this is the only source. Mm -hmm. And that's unfortunate. Yes. So literally, the caution is, Satan will do everything he can to paralyze you. To lead us to ignore caution warnings reproof mm-hmm. from god and if we can ignore god we will definitely lose our way yes. yes for sure and he'll send people while the feeling may be nice i always say it satan fattens the pig for the slaughter mm-hmm. <laughs> he gives you a hook to hang yourself mm-hmm. yes and he makes it long first and you are so happy and when you hang yourself he just laughs and that's unfortunate and we're willing to literally play with Satan and say, mm-hmm. fat me up, then slaughter me. But that's what we're doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we just need to take heed according to his word and let it transform us. Mm-hmm. And so that brings us to our promise. Mm-hmm. Now, our promise can be found in Psalm 37, verse 23 and 24. Psalm 37, verse 23 to 24. And it reads... The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, mm-hmm. and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. And so let's break that down verse by verse. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, mm-hmm. and he delighteth in his way. Good people are directed by God. Mm-hmm. Amen. So when you're directed by anything outside of the word, and it's not going to be a voice that comes out from the sky mm-hmm. and says, Sinead, this is the man. <laughs> Who, no, he's not going to do that. But the word alone will lead you. And when we talk about the God directing you, you need to put, position yourself in alignment with his law and his mm-hmm. word. And everything that you do mm-hmm. now yes. will make sense. Mm-hmm. It won't be forced. Things will just fall into place. But we like to think like there's going to be this voice that says, this is the one. This, this career, this is it. It'd be nice. As you though. scroll down, it would be nice. It would be nice. Would be nice. Yeah. That's, that's not how it works. And people are like, I'm forever like trying to figure out the voice of God, the voice of God. No, mm-hmm. there's no miraculous thing that's gonna happen. You need to be in alignment with him. Good things can happen mm-hmm. to bad people. Yes. But you gotta ask, who is it coming from? Mm-hmm. You yes. know? Like who is the blessing coming from? And for obviously some people, they literally have those testimonies where they're like, God spoke to me. And a hundred percent, but not everyone's relationship with God is that. And it's, and if you're in the word and you are 
constantly communicating with him, you will know how he speaks to you, and you will exactly. his voice to you won't be the same, same way he speaks ev- yes. to everyone else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's important also to recognize that he does also just give. So on some things, it's not this one. It's he's giving you the standards, he's giving you the guidelines, and if you follow those principles, then and, rem- and mind you, he yes. allows you to make decisions. Yes. Mm-hmm. We 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 think God is just like I have the one for you or I have this for you and you must do this. Yes. He watches your reaction, just mm-hmm. like Satan. He studies you and he's like, okay, this is my child. She likes this. She's like, oh, she's not feeling this. So let me now compromise. Mm-hmm. Let me help her. I know what's good for her, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna take into account what she likes, just like any other parent. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna give you what you don't like mm-hmm. unless they know for sure you don't know what it is that you want. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's how God deals with us. Mm-hmm. Then the next part says, though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. So we will make mistakes. Good mm-hmm. people make mm-hmm. mistakes. But a righteous man gets back up, oh, dusts himself yeah, off, yes. and walks. Yes. And that's how good God is. Yes. You will Amen. make mistakes. But that doesn't mean that you purposely make a mistake Stake. and then say, well, you know, a righteous man gets back up. No. It's or the mode of God judges the motive time. that prompts the act. Mm-hmm. And sometimes your motives may be in the right place. But you just make a wrong decision. It happens. Mm-hmm. It yeah, literally happens because you're human. Mm-hmm. You know. But he says you won't be utterly cast down. Mm-hmm. You yes. won't stay down for long. You'll yeah. get right back up. Yeah. You just have to ask for forgiveness. For the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just for being reminded with relationships. Um, if we stay within the bounds of God's word, do what he says, listen to him, guard the avenues of our souls. Make sure that whatever is coming into whatever we feed our mind with is the word. Then he will never leave us nor forsake us. And he'll uphold us with his right hand. Mm -hmm. So we shouldn't let passion rule us. We should let principle have its last say. Amen. And so that brings us to the end of our discussion. (laughs) Make sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share with your family, your friends. Tell a friend. To tell a friend. Amen. This is I Testify Conversation Station.